Today, I interviewed Jared Fallen, a.k.a. The Chaplain of Waxahachie Faith Wrestling, where I discuss his childhood epilepsy to his growing wrestling career and how God made his dreams of hitting the ring a reality. Join me today on Origin Stories. Johnny Tacos podcast. This is the Origin series. And today we have a wrestler on for it and maybe y'all have heard him and if you haven't, you should because he's a he's a great athlete and a great performer. Um here he is, um the chaplain, Jared Fallen. How's it going, guys? All right, man. Um how are you doing today? Oh, good. So I see that you are dressed for your your um wrestling appeal right there is that what you normally wear you wear something like that yeah it's pretty similar to this but this is was just me working working out and uh every everyday stuff so so you keep a regimen a workout regimen yes okay so let's uh tell me a little something about you um where you grew up and um any anything that um that pertains to your youth well i grew i grew up I was born in Lancaster or in Dallas at Baylor, and but we grew up in the middle of our, when I was a kid, I grew up in Lancaster and then probably about when I was about seven or eight, we moved to Midlothian, Texas before it blew up. And I've basically lived in between Midlothian and Waxhatchee basically all my life. Okay. So you said you're Texas through and through Texas born, Texas bred, North Dallas area kind of, I yes, mean, sir. I, uh, North, uh, North Texas area. Yes, sir. So, um, so what, what, um, what, what brought you to the land of wrestling? You know, we'll, we'll get this taken care of. Cause I know a lot of people are like, how did he become a wrestler and how can I? Yeah. Well, I grew up like a lot of these wrestlers grew up watching their heroes and my hero is probably Hulk Hogan and Sting, which he's a uh, he lives at down here in Texas as well. Uh, I know I need to get his address so I can stalk him. I, I need his <laughs> I need his autograph and he, or his baseball bat, whichever yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, and so I just fell in love with that. And then growing up, I was always in wanted to be an athlete. Went try to play football in high school. Did that. Didn't, didn't go anywhere. And one day I was talking to uh, the late, great uh, killer Tim Brooks. Uh-huh. And he had a show that he used to run every for every month. Uh, and he also had a school. So when I was about 24, 24, 25 years old, I ended up uh, going to a training session out there and that's basically how i got my start and one of his students his name is adam Pryor. uh he was one of my main mentors and trainers and stuff and still to this day he does a couple training sessions with me so oh that's that's awesome yeah i i read i did a little bit of checking out your your bio that you you sent me here and i did a little bit of a scurrying the internet uh you had epilepsy as as a as a youth. How did that affect you with uh, wrestling? Well, I've had I had I didn't have epilepsy when I started wrestling. I had epilepsy when I was born, and probably about when I was twenty, uh, all the way to about twenty four years of age. And I ended up finally left the doctor that my mom and dad were putting me in, and so I ended up going to a new doctor. And he did some research. He winged me off some medicine that was that I shouldn't have been on. Did some tests, and then, with the grace of God, one day I just basically woke up and haven't had a seizure since then. And I'm 38. I'm 38 or 37 now. So from 24 to 37, I haven't had any seizures. And it was basically 
I the doctor told me to try to not get so stressed because the stress was what was triggering a lot of the seizures and stuff. So I know some people live with epilepsy their whole life, but just by the grace of God, I, I was able to overcome that. And it, it was something that once I found out I was clear, uh, that's something that I just went into wrestling. Everybody was scared that I was going to get hit in the head or something like that. And it was on trigger something, but for the grace of God, it it's never triggered anything. Well, you know, praise him. You know, it, uh, I've seen a lot of miracles where people have these these underlying diseases, and all of a sudden, uh, with his miraculous healing, they they live a full life now. And praising him. And some so, some of the stuff that I go through through because of the seizures, because I wasn't just having just epilepsy. I was having grandma seizures, Panama seizures, uh, a lot of stuff like. I have to write things down now because I, I'll forget something like something I might tell you today. I might forget two, three weeks ago because I'll be like, what? Because it actually, some of those seizures killed some of the brain cells in the back of the. Okay. So it's, it's a struggle because like I get into arguments a lot with like family members. I'm like, I never said that. No. Yeah. yeah you did say that. <laughs> yeah. I understand about a lot of memory loss because my wife, uh, she has MS, so it affects her memory. So, I understand. You said grandma seizures. Seizures. Yeah. Do you like get in a walker or something? No, it was something where that, those were actually where I would be knocked out, convulsing, and I'd normally be waking up in a hospital. Okay, and, and so that's the that's the really bad one. Yeah, right? and I, I and I wouldn't. The sad thing was I wouldn't even know where I was when it started. They're just yeah. So my mom and my dad and family would be like, "Well, you were doing this and this and this and this, and that's why you end up." You're in here, and so normally after I had a would have a grandma seizure, I would actually sleep for hours on end because, wow. because it like just drains everything out of your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Panama seizure, you know, when it comes there, I think it's Spanish. It's, yeah, you're, you're you're doing a seizure, but you're doing it in, in <laughs> exactly. Spanish. So, exactly. You know, it, it, but I'm I'm really happy that you overcome it. You know, praise the Lord. You know that you're here today to talk to us, and that you're you're um fit to to wrestle yes sir so um before we get into your your uh, wrestling company let's let's talk a little bit about uh did you have a time in your life where you were uh how how to say this um when you when you went away from god's try to get away you were upset or it was there a time where you it was probably sophomore year high school uh as a freshman i went to cornerstone christian school up here in waxhachie and my brother he was a senior at that time and i I was going through people were bullying me people were just picking on me left and right and coaches teachers were telling me to be more like your brother be more like your brother and at that time, I was like, "Man," and I, I'm not, I'm not my brother. And so, basically, I basically try to find my own way, and I got hooked up with the wrong crowd. Uh, I started picking on people. I started being a bully. I basically did my own thing, uh, and I just, I knew about God. I was raised in a church, but it was like I felt so trapped that oh. I got to be this perfect angel or this perfect person. And I just, I didn't want to be that because I felt that everybody wanted me to be just like my brother. And it was just to the point where I was like, I got into, met some people that used to sell drugs and stuff like that and got into that for a little bit, never did drugs, but I was part of helping people do this and there was a lot of other stuff that I ended up doing I was uh degrading kids that are younger than me I was degrading women and everything all through high school so that 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 whole price freshman sophomore year was probably the and beginning of the junior year was the the parts basically where I basically didn't want anything to do with with 
Christ or Jesus or anything or church. Um, I get to the point where I was, I got to the point at one point where I ended up wanting to come in and shoot up the school and I didn't do it. I just said it, but the timing was bad because I ended up because of the Columbine shooting and everything like that. So if it wasn't probably for my brother and my football coach, I probably would have never found, found Christ at all. Well, you know, they, they say hurt people, hurt people. And, and clearly with that story, you were hurting and Mm -hmm. you needed to show some kind of release. Um, and your mentor is Greg Hayes. Greg Hayes. Yes. He was our, uh, football coach he was our baseball coach and he basically when i got kicked out of school uh i thought everybody just hated me and stuff like i got kicked out of school and he came to to the to the principal's office and basically said hey guys look let him homeschool let him we shouldn't punish him for being getting picked on and nobody wanted to help him so Let's let him do homeschool, but let's let him still play football at a Christian a Christian school to still be around Christian people to help him because it's not fair that no no teacher wanted to step in the situation and it got to the progressed as bad as it was. So he came in and told me, you know what? He's a freshman. His brother's a senior. This is the last year that they're going to be playing together and being together. So. Let's see where this goes. And he basically, between him and my brother, they mentored me all the way through high school. And uh, it was my brother that actually took me to a power team concert where I ended up finding Christ and got to talk to some of the guys that had the same exact uh, dealings that I was going through. And I was like, okay. And so – I respected my brother, so I went to listen, and something just, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, after that, I just I stopped doing everything that I was I was doing. Well, you know, iron sharpens iron, so yeah. you know if it, it's a lot easier uh, to to get mentored by people who have similar that was in similar situations or someone that like a teacher, um, like and this was your coach. Uh, to to go above and beyond because he saw potential in you. He saw yeah. he saw there was a lot of potential you, that you weren't this person that you thought you were. You weren't this this uh, wa- uh, waste of a person that you thought you were. That you were actually a great guy with uh, a lot of good um, what is that um, qualities? Qualities. A lot of good qualities, and apparently. Um, you, you you are a wrestler now, so yeah. and did he help you uh, go with that that dream of being a wrestler, or how did how did people take you uh, saying, hey hey mom, hey dad, or hey brother, you know I I want to do a tombstone pile drive on somebody for a living. Um, yeah, they. What were, do you think about it, that? It was it was different because growing up playing varsity foot, I made varsity my freshman year. And going through that, my mom and dad always told me not to, or my mom didn't want me to uh, play football because I had epilepsy and they didn't, they didn't want a helmet to helmet and me go epileptic seizure on the field and die. So it was more with the wrestling deal. My dad was like, I don't know if you can make money in that, but if that's something you want to do, I was like, we can't really say you can't because, uh, you did you did play for high school football and you didn't die from doing that you overcame a lot of obstacles you played varsity baseball you so if this is something that you want to do for a living well <laughs> go ahead buddy I was like he goes and I was I was real naive and stuff I was like well one day I could be stone cold Steve Austin and he goes, well, if one day you get that big, then we'll, I'll, I'll apologize to everything to you. <laughs> and uh, he's like, but it was it was a struggle because I didn't really have a lot of backing about people are just like, huh, 
it's another thing that Jared wants to do. So, and that was when I became a wrestler, it was more, I was trying to find myself to find out, well, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. And I overcame a lot of the odds. So once, and now I've been doing it for, since I was 20, 24, 25 years old. So, and my dad, my dad goes to almost all the, all the shows that we put yeah. on. So I might never make it to WWE or AEW up in that, but I can still dream, but hey, I, I've lived my dream that I've wanted to do wrestling and stuff, and yeah, so that's how that's how basically that came about. It was more my coach was more telling me to. It doesn't matter how little or big your dream is, follow that dream. Don't let anybody, mom, dad, or even me, tell you you can't do something, and that just clicked, stayed in my head all the time. I was like. Okay, and that's so. That's how I ended up pursuing professional wrestling. Well, you know, my my coach used to always slap me upside the head. Yeah, in football, I got slapped a lot. <laughs> Come on, boy! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was only like five, five foot six, playing high school varsity ball, a buck twenty two, buck thirty, little guy, and I'm getting pounded by like two hundred and thirty five. Uh, six foot, whatever, and then doing back then we had two a days where you got lucky if you got water on on those on those days, and I remember the when I, the day that I decided, yep, not playing NFL football. I'm not playing football after high school. I'm done with this. Was we were playing the blue white scrimmage my freshman year, and they gave me the football, and. My older brother was on the other team, and I took off on a, a sweep, and my brother hit me as hard as he could, laid me out, and I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm not doing this at all. <laughs> so you, you heard the angels sing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they kept singing for me, too. So. Um, but with, with all that, uh, you had the support of your family, which mm -hmm. is awesome. You had the support of your coach, uh, which is, is he still your friend? You still talk to him? I talk to him rarely because he coaches out at uh, Oak Villa Christian right now. He co he actually coached at SAGU mm -hmm. uh, baseball for years after, and then now he's coaching baseball at uh, Oak Villa Christian. So. That's SAGU for people that yeah. were wondering, what S-A-G, what is that? That's SAGU <laughs> over here in Waxahachie. That's a college. I didn't even know there was a college here until I moved here. <laughs> and now there's two. There's two colleges. <laughs> I was like, wow, this this uh, city is growing huge. So let's um. So so you overcome epilepsy. You overcome this um. This this hurt in your heart. You overcome um. A lot of a lot of people naysaying that you can't do this, you can't do that. You're you're showing you're showing them. Yes, I can. By the power of God, I can do this. I can, I can, I can pile drive this guy, or and I can make this happen. And you know, and that in itself is is a great uh, achievement in itself. But you also said that you're you're going to get married here soon, uh, and to your wife and. What's her name? Ashley. Ashley. And um, three stepkids. So you have two kids, two biological kids and three, three stepkids, step yeah. And you're not gray? I don't see any oh, gray I, hair. I, I got gray hair, but I, I've been shaving my hair, shaving my head. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh. But, no, that uh, I got a, I got two kids that are in high school. My, two, my original two kids are, uh, are in high school. And one's a freshman, one's a sophomore, and my daughter that's a freshman, she's the probably the one that's got me to grow up, grow up to a better man than I am now. Because even though me and my wife ended up getting a divorce, uh, we've been co-parenting for she's fifteen, uh, yeah, fifteen, and so we've been co-parenting for a while and. The child, not your wife. Not my wife, the child. Your ex-wife, yeah. not your ex-wife. We yeah. just want to make sure everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, ch my daughter, her name's Madison. She, uh, 
she's one of those kids that she grew up real quick because we never sugarcoated anything with her. And there's a lot of things that I've, when I'm with her, I'm like, she'll, she'll question, but dad, you sure you want to do this? You sure you want to do that? Dad, it's don't do that. All right. So she, she was basically like my guardian angel that basically, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm too old for these childish games now. I got a daughter that looks up to me, so I'm gonna. I need to get back on track and stuff. And so, I've noticed a lot with her. She's only she's a freshman, but she makes great grades. She plays softball softball at Waxhatchee, and she she makes very good decisions. So, uh, God uses different tools in people's life to show them where He want He, he to direct them, and some people get grandparents some people get brothers sisters siblings i got a a daughter that was when she was like three years old telling me dad it's okay it's okay i know you and mom you and she's she's like three four years old telling me and you and mom i understand y'all gotta get a divorce because but y'all both love me so so it it didn't really it bothered her at, at the beginning but she she was a she grew up pretty quick so I'm just glad that she's doing great. That she's that I'm a better person because of her. <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with uh, these buttons here. It's, it's, I I got the power in my hands. Um, but yeah, uh, so congratulations. Hopefully, uh, the marriage will be here a lot sooner than later. Yes, you know, sir. And um, hope and so, looking at beginning of 2022. Yeah. Okay. Is, That's is what we're looking at. So, so y'all hear that, you know, when he becomes rich and famous, you're going to have, uh, he's going to be taken off the, off the list girls. <laughs> he's going to be taken off the list. So, um, with that, she's been a real big support in, in everything you do. Yeah. She actually owns the company that I work, that the Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling. She actually owns that company and she's been supportive ever since, uh, even though I might drag her to different places in texas or different states and stuff like that she's 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 a trooper she's like yeah let's get in the car let's go and if it wasn't for her man i'd have to remember all my bags all my gear all my everything and with her she just basically i tell her the day that we're leaving and she'll have all my bags packed by like the day before so i don't forget anything so man it's been it's been a blessing having her yeah, I believe, uh, you know, you have a good woman on your side. You can pretty much take over the world. Yeah. You know? And, you know, God had brought uh, a woman because a, a man's incomplete without a a, wo- a woman out of his true love. And I, I call my wife uh, my rib, you know, because she, you know, it's been, you know, I've been through the same Mm-hmm. uh divorces with you uh not with you but no 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 uh, no no we have not never <laughs> no. been married uh. I, I know it's tw- it's 2021 but no 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 um but uh, i've been through that same situation and you you're doing it you're doing it well you're, you're co-parenting and co-parenting uh even though the the two people are not together it's still good it still shows there's a foundation there and two people wanting to uh to help excel their children and it wasn't all it wasn't always like this at all it was it was not i'll I'll tell you with madison's mom me and her we probably went through the nastiest divorce that a waxhatchee judge has ever seen and my parents and some other people thought that me and her would never they, they just kept saying we feel so sorry for madison we feel sorry for madison thought that this would never work and the past three years it's been like i go i get to pick up my daughter anytime i want uh if she's not at softball practice or pitching practice i normally i'll I'll go pick her up or whatever but it's it's taken me and her mom to grow up to to get this right so i'm people out there that our co-parenting and stuff like that. It might be hard as heck right now, but if you just put God in the center of it and, and basically 
look into your heart and see, okay, I've done some things wrong, and and both y'all grow up, it can be a wonderful thing. Y'all just got the biggest thing I would take out of that is it's not about you and the other parent. It's about that kid, and that's the biggest thing that I can preach to anybody that I've learned over the strand of trying to co-parent is it's about these kids. It has nothing to do with, with y'all. Yeah. Cause you got to separate, um, what the feelings towards you have each other, because you both were a part of making besides, you know, the Lord blessing you with the child, yeah. you know, if you, if you're, if you're not all of it together, it's, it's, it's similar to not accepting God's gift. She was created in love. So that's, and yeah. that's what, that's what we've told Madison all the time. Uh, Madison actually has a picture of me, her, and her mom uh, that we ended up giving her for Christmas, and it was like a couple years before the the divorce. And we told Madison, "Look, this you were created in love. It has nothing to do with you." And so she carries that. She puts that. She has a little jewelry box, and she puts the. Uh, she'll put that picture in that jewelry box, and it, it stays in there. So she knows that at one point, me and mom did love each other, but she also knows that we've grown apart. They have a, she has a wonderful man now, me and him even get along. Uh So it was, it it was just, it's just weird how God puts certain things in your life and puts certain people in your life where you have to be like, you know what? Got to do this. Got to do this. Got to, got to do this. Cause I'll tell you right now, the first time I met her new man, I didn't like him. I didn't like him because I'm like, you ain't, you ain't her daddy. I'm I, I do just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I literally sucked it up, went over there, shook his hand, said, look, man, you're doing everything you can to take care of our, our uh, mine and Ashley's little girl. And now it's your stepdaughter. So he goes, I give you all the props and we've, we've been casual ever since then. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hard uh, between, especially if you're dealing with the new stepfather, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's pretty hard. I'm, I'm going through, well, I'm, it's not, not as hard, but, um, it, it it's kind of awkward. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, eventually when you know your boundaries and all that, everything pretty much unfolds by itself. Uh, before we get into the faith wrestling, I need to pause for our sponsor. So, uh, please, uh, keep listening after the sponsor. We'll be right back. You ever wonder why a guy would promote a woman's clothing called confidence shop because debonair gentleman isn't here yet. But if you're a lady and I know you're a lady and you want to look like a million dollars, please come and see the nice ladies at confidence shop. Tell them Johnny sent you and Trudy will find that right look to make anybody's head turn around. They are located in Waxahachie, but they have a Facebook page called Confidence Shop. Thanks, Confidence Shop, for giving my wife a reason to make her closet overflow with great clothes. Okay, we're back. So let's talk about your wrestling career. Uh, Who was your biggest hero, uh, your biggest um, mentor, to push you into the wrestling? Probably my brother. My my brother always used to tell me all the time after he got married and stuff like that, he, he told me, whatever you do, as long as you're glorifying God, then um, God's going to bless that. And with everything that I've done, I've always wanted to be more of a motivational speaker and help help people out. And so that's so. Once I started wrestling, I was like, you know what? What can I? How can I use wrestling to reach the masses and to to plant the little seed where people can start? Because that's all we're here for is to plant the seed for people to open up a Bible that's never heard the word or anything like that, or they might not. They just don't like churches, and so. I ended up uh, used to go to the cowboy church, and every Thursday they do a a rodeo, and halfway when they're done in the intermission, they actually have a pastor or or someone giving their testimony, 
And some of these people don't even go to church. They're just like, hey, it's a rodeo. So I was like, I asked Josh, I was like, could I use wrestling to bring people to to God? That, And he, he told me one time, he's like, you could probably use do anything to bring somebody to God if there's a, a need for it. And so there's a lot of people. I don't care if you follow, if you watch wrestling or not. If everybody in the in the world knows who Hulk Hogan is, one way or the other, everybody knows that man's name. I got you, brother. Exactly. Yeah. And so and and so, I was like, wow. I was like, let me. So that's that's how we ended up getting into the the Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling, where it's a it's a wrestling show, but it's a ministry first. And so my brother. <laughs> He's a, he's 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 very busy. He's he's never actually been to one of the shows. He's seen them on video and stuff like that because he's a he's a police officer in at Baylor Scott and Wright, and so. But he's so he he's one of my probably biggest influences on because he, man he was just like he was an athlete when he was in, in school. He was a, he was the superstar. So I was like I've always wanted to be like him. But then, got told from him and pastors that why you want to be like me? God created me, God created you. Just be you, and so that's how I, we got into the whole Walks Hatchy Faith Wrestling. Is basically what my brother said, and then me praying about it, praying about it, fit, trying to fit, put wrestling and the Bible in together. And I'm like, man. So I actually went to uh, the pastor of Covenant Life Church, Pastor John Bell, and ta- asked him, how do I do this? Is there wrestling in the Bible? He, he goes, yeah, there's wrestling all over the Bible. Angels wrestling with demons, uh, people wrestling with with their sins. So he gave me some advice, and I, I started reading Scripture, and that's basically how Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling was actually uh, born. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, John Bell's um, he's he's a really great um, person to talk to 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 get you fired up uh, for and and he got me into doing this pot doing a podcast. So you know, I got three different podcast shows going. I'm always doing this, and you know, we're this. You're the first origins um, interview, so mm-hmm. it, it's an honor to have you Thank tonight. You. Um, so you said you had a lot of heroes, Hulk Hogan. So it was more the golden years of wrestling, right? Yeah, uh, the, the more fabulous Freebirds. Yes, the Von Erichs, which I've met, uh, which I met uh, Terry Gordy's daughter through wrestling, and he was one of the Freebirds. And yeah, so and just so many people that I've met through through wrestling, they believe in they believe in God and. And they have it. They have their own stories, and that's basically. I'm like, so there is a need that we could actually push towards this, and we, if we save, if if with wrestling we save one person at that one show that we do, it's a victory. That's that, and it doesn't matter if they get saved that day or they go down the street two uh, two days later and and get saved. Hey, we planted a seed, and that's 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 all we're we're doing. And the one thing that I've learned, we're not trying to put push religion on people uh, at these shows. We're trying to more or less push people to a uh, what's it called uh, a relationship with God. Yeah, not, not religion. Yeah, because you want you want to have the relationship with God and not just do it out of legalism. Like uh, exactly, I have to do this. I have to. I don't want, you know, but if you have that relationship with God, it's like, I do this because I love, I love Jesus. I do this because I love God. Yeah, I, I can, I can agree with you 100% on that. So how many athletes are in, uh, what's that you faith? Uh, probably about 40. About 40? About 40 because we're a special, a special group. We're bringing people in day in and day out. Uh, Ashley will interview them and, their heart is in with what our mission is to do. We bring, we'll bring them in. It's not like we're not like WWE, even like, hey, everybody, come on in. And because our shows, 
there's no profanity. There's no cussing. Um, it's it's family friendly, and we like we have a show coming up uh, in two weeks in Corsicana at the Cowboy Church uh, off of twenty two on November twentieth, and uh, you can buy tickets at the church at, or at that church, and uh, they're going quick. And I was real shocked that they're actually selling very quick right now. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, I have I have a match I have a match that day, and uh, it's a it's a guy that he just God says there shouldn't be no idols. He idolizes. He's the, he's the heavyweight champion. He he's like a brick house and way stronger than me, probably what way better than me. But I got. I, I'm hoping with God's help and all the fans' help that I can uh, defeat this guy. But I've gave him options. I've gave his name's Xavier Daniels. Uh, I've gave him options about we didn't have to fight that we could talk this out and have it where, man, I'm trying to make him a hero for kids and uh, preach the gospel to him. He just don't. He's one of those people that just doesn't want to hear it. And so maybe God has to let me have, I guess I'm going to have to lay hands on this man. And, but it's, it's just to the point. Figuratively and uh, <laughs> yeah. reality. Yeah. And okay, it, it, I, I see. It's just, it's just, uh, it, and you can go on Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling on Facebook, Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling on Facebook and uh, follow all the video. Uh, you can follow us and like us. And you you can literally see this the the videos uh, of us this this thing's been going on for almost three years now, uh, and finally finally two two exactly that's <laughs> exactly and it's it's going to be a big fight because of the fact that it's a special match it's at a church we're doing a match called Three Stages of Hell, which basically the first person to get two pin two pin two wins. Out of a two out of three match, it's gonna wins wins the title, and we have a couple matches. Uh, we have a regular match, we have a no disqualification match where anything goes, and then we have a match that's a uh, uh, basically last man standing. The referee will count to ten. Whoever can't, whoever gets knocked out for ten seconds, loses a match. And this isn't. Wrestling, and uh, this is going to be more of a fight between me and him. And it's more of a personal fight. And I've even told him that I hope God changes his heart and has mercy on the man. I'm not trying to take anything away from this guy, but it's it's going to be something. And um, the pastor of that church uh, is actually giving his, uh, doing like a small little sermon at the intermission. Uh, so, uh, Lone Star Cowboy Church of Cor- of Navarro in Corsicana has been like more gracious, man. We've been doing a lot of stuff. They're trying to raise money to pay off their church. Uh, they've done so many different event- events and hopefully all the, uh, concession stands and stuff like that, uh, don- donations, concession stands, all that's going to the church for the- at this show, uh, to to help them pay off their their stuff, yeah. So, but that that's awesome. And you said it's in Corsicana. Do you, is it off of forty five? Off of twenty two. Off of twenty two. Yes. Okay. If you if you type in Cowboy Church of uh, Navarro County, it won't come up. But if you type in like Lone Star Cowboy Church, or if you go to our like Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling on Facebook and like us and follow us. You can scroll down, and the the flyer is also on there with the address and everything. Uh, Twelve and under are free. Everybody likes free. Yeah, the and, kids love free. And adult and the adults are ten dollars ten dollars a ticket. And ooh, the golf clap! I like the yes. golf clap. Yes, yes, yes. You have to be a little quiet here because we're on live. You know the the people are being respectful. Yes, sir. And uh, but we. But it's 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 a good thing because we started the uh, Ashley 
signed the papers and got and got ownership of it back a year before the pandemic hit. And then we ran a year. Uh, we had some hiccups at the beginning because every any time that you put God in something, the devil's always there to fight, to fight it off, to discourage everything. So we had a couple hiccups there. We cleaned house. We re regrouped. Was going into the uh, in twenty twenty, and bam, the pandemic hit. Everything shut down. Yes. And so, twenty twenty one hit, and everything slowly started opening up, and so. We our very first show in twenty twenty one was out out in Red Oak at Founders Day Fest, and it was an outside event. Uh, we had about a hundred hundred plus people at the show, and everybody's like, "Wow, this is awesome! We're, we're, this is awesome! This is awesome!" And then next thing I know, a church from Corsicana calls wants us to do a show there. From that, uh, the ranch, the radio station, the ranch, uh, they called us loved what we were doing and wanted to help us with a promotions. So the week of the show, there's a commercial, there's some commercials on, uh, the ranch, uh, promoting our show. And then the newspaper out in Corsicana called us and wanted and made a deal with us. And so now we're in the newspaper and it's just, if you keep God in God intact and keep moving forward, even if there's any hiccups in the road, even if there's anything, God's going to make a way to for you for Him to show out and show show His show His uh, glory and stuff. And it's just like one thing after been one thing after another, and now we're almost here. And it's just like, man, you take a step back and look at all the look in the back and see, wow, we went through trying to start it up to have some hiccups to shut down through a pandemic to start back up. And now we got a, a, a church and they've even told us if everything goes good with this show, then all of our shows will be held at the, at that church. Okay. At, at every, yeah. every show. And we've done some shows up here at the Waxhatchee civic center and they've asked us to come back. Uh, we'll be at the founders day uh, fest next year in red oak and we're also in talks with roku roku uh a roku channel which is a streaming channel uh for a tv deal starting in march of 2022 so just every little thing like that that god's glorified this situation with is just like amazing and yeah, because we, we, we go on his time, not in our yeah. time. A lot of times we get to a point where we're impatient. But, uh, you know, his words is rest in him because he's got your back. You know, he, he's got your back. And um, we only have a few, maybe about 10 more minutes, maybe about 15 more minutes left in this uh, for this interview. Um, let's let's ask a couple questions. Okay, so who, who was your favorite wrestler of all times who who was the the one guy that you like i want to i want to be like him it was it was a a tie between ray mysterio and sting and ray mysterio he's the littlest man he that was my first lo- first love was ray mysterio because i was i was little when i was in school and i'm watching this guy that's five foot four five foot five maybe wrestling guys six two seven foot I'm like, golly, and he just never gave up. And then when I got into the teenage years, I was like, I want to be like Sting. He came down back in the WCW days when Hogan was a bad guy and came down with the white face paint, trench coat with a baseball bat, just wrecking havoc and taking names. And I'm like, I want to be him. And I got to, and it was cool because I got to meet my, my hero uh, one day at HEB, and he was shopping, and I was like, "That's that guy. That's that Sting." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they've been they both been um, 
uh, baby face and heel, you know, and for people that don't know that terminology, uh, baby face is the good guy, the guy, the, the, the guy that everybody that wants to day. be. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to be. And the heel is usually the bad guy. Um, and, and, and my dad and man, it was, it was, it was crazy. My dad grew up in the Von Eric days. So he, he, he's, he's been around the wrestling, watching wrestling for a while. And he actually got to met meet the Von Erics and uh the Freebirds uh outside of wrestling. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that you know, I I remember back in those days when Reunion and Arena was yeah. around and, and Sportatorium. Sportatorium. Yeah. yeah, and the Bronco Bowl. You know, they, they and wrestling's a big thing for Texas. Yes. A lot of the greats came out of Texas. You got Undertaker, you got Stone Cold. Shawn Michaels. Yep, Shawn Michaels. Yep. Um but the is there any anything you want to say to Xavier? Because I'm 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 feeling that there's going to be a breakthrough on the twentieth. All I can say is to to Xavier Daniels, man. I'm like, you've been calling me out, calling me names, bullying me. I've overcame a lot growing up. I'm going to overcome this, and I'm not going to keep a. Uh, I'm not going to keep quiet anymore. It's going to come down to you're either going to respect me. And you're gonna you're gonna accept Christ, or I'm gonna die, try trying out my best to put you away. One, th- but I can tell all the fans out there, y'all don't want to miss this match. It's gonna get it's gonna get pretty down and dirty because this ain't no technical wrestling match. This is gonna be a full blown street fight, and. Y'all heard y'all heard my life story, all the things that I've overcame, epilepsy, all this, all this. Xavier Daniels is just another hiccup in the road that I'm going to either overcome, or it's going to make irons on sharpen iron. I'm going to get stronger and smarter. So November twentieth, y'all don't want to miss it. Y'all want, y'all want to be out there at a at the uh, Lone Star Cowboy Church out off of twenty two in Corsicana. So Xavier, you you heard the words from the chaplain here. He's going to uh, bathe you in, in his light. So light be, always out, shines through the dark. So so be ready. I'm, I can't wait to see it. I'm he's got me some tickets, so I, you know I'm going to be uh, up there front row watching and all that. I'll, I've always enjoyed a good wrestling show and and faith wrestling. Has, and and the good thing about this is back when we were kids, all we had was WCW and WWE. Nowadays, and before that, you had the Von Erics at, at Sportatorium. And so, this is, if if you're a parent and you don't want your kids to watch WWE because they throw, maybe throw the, the F-bomb or cuss or something like that at, that at that show or at some of these other independent shows, our show, we're very strict when it comes to a PG-type uh, show where there's no cussing, there's no profanity, and that's some the biggest thing of Waxhatchee Faith is what we strive to do is get a clean. F- I just got beat. You know that profanity. You know. Yeah, and, and it's it's, a, it's a, and the cool thing. One thing else before we go, the cool thing is if you come with your kids to this show or any of our shows, all the wrestlers. Good guys or bad guys, they'll be at their merch table selling merch. You can get pictures with them. You can, you can interact with them. We try to make the fans be interactive with everything, and it's on. It's on to be a fun night. It's a week. It's a. It's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So, so sorry, Xavier. You might be in a body bag on Thanksgiving, so you might want to eat turkey before the show. <laughs> Oh boy, I can't wait to see that. I I really can't wait to see that. Um, so it's uh, November twentieth from seven to about nine o'clock. So about nine o'clock in Corsicana at the Lone Star Cowboy Church, and you can go to Waxhatchee Faith Wrestling on Facebook, and uh, all the information's there. Just follow us and like us on there, and you'll get to see videos that it, that have been posted and just everything. And it's it's gonna be a good time. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming up on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, learning from you has has touched me. Um, 
and I bet you it's, it's reaching out to the to the people listening. And for anybody that wants to uh, get to know Jared, he is on my Facebook. So on uh, Johnny Tacos podcast, just go there. I'll I'll uh, put a link to his uh, uh, his wrestling federation as well as as him himself. You can meet him, talk to him, um, get the four one one. And we also do birthday parties too. Uh, not to mention if, and we're trying to get into schools to not to do the wrestling show, but to help these kids. Uh, there's a couple kids that I do know that are going through bullying and and nobody's actually doing anything and I and to be a victim to of bullying myself and being a bully uh I don't like seeing kids struggle when they're when they're getting bullied at school and the teachers and parents aren't doing anything about it so if your kids are being bullied please uh reach out to us and we will try to do as much even if it's a mentoring thing or even if it's talk, just talking to the kids uh, reach out to us and we can, we will help them as much as we can. All right. Well, like I get, like I said, again, thank you so much for, for being here with us. And, um, my pleasure. So let me go with my ending here. So today we learned that anybody can go over any obstacles with the power of Jesus Christ. And with that power that he gives you, good things happen. You can, you can be away from for a little bit of time or a lot of time, but he'll always be there to welcome you with open arms. Like the prodigal son, uh, when you come back, it's, it's like a, a party, a festival in your, in your honor around him. And the Lord loves you and, and wants to keep you and thank you everybody for uh listening up if you would like any more information on on my podcast uh you can go on johnny tacos podcast on facebook as well as instagram under johnny tacos podcast i want to wish you a goodbye and god bless you this is johnny tacos